Hey, ho, what do you know? It's time for the Matt Dean Clark Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling. How is this thing still being made? Yeah, great question. Um, one I hear from more than one. Um, it's from multiple people. It's becoming an issue. Uh, but anyways, welcome to the show. We'll start with um, we are going to be doing uh, the normal uh, show as well but this is the weekly review so this weekly review will start with today it is monday it is january 8th and it is 3:24 in the p.m and it is 30 degrees and it snowed just a little bit ago so that you know makes my personal news so let's do the news segment this is random news of the week and we'll do that for today because we got a couple of good news stories that came out one is park Officials in Canada are urging drivers not to stop on highways to let moose, mooses, mises, moose, moose, moose eye, uh, to let moose lick the salt off their cars. So park officials are saying no. So clearly it's an issue. If someone has to issue a statement, then it is big enough where they're like, yeah, this is happening too much. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Uh, maybe that's a pastime that people just drive their cars, see a moose. And they're like, hey, lick this thing. Um, just kind of cover your hood in salt and paprika. Moose love paprika. Uh, Parks Canada spokesperson Tracy McKay said allowing moose to lick road salt from cars causes them to lose their fear of roads and vehicles. Um, probably not from the salt, but <laughs> but just from uh, you know getting used to vehicles and stuff like that. But I don't think they'll ever lose that fear because there'll always be people like me, that are still going to accidentally slam into them doing 70, I feel like. Uh, Paige and I almost hit a deer over the weekend and last minute swerved and missed it. But it was like, it was really close. And it did that same maneuver, same with uh, the raccoon I hit last week uh, or a couple weeks before, um, where it does that thing where it swerves, it thinks it's, you know, you think it's going to go back into the woods and then it swerves back towards your vehicle. And that's where the danger happens. Um but they also said, uh, unfortunately, this kind of puts moose at risk of being injured or killed if they get hit by a vehicle. McKay said an average of nearly four moose are killed in the area of Alberta's Jasper National Park each year when they wander out onto major roads. So there you go. Bottom line, do not let moose lick your car. Um, you should just have a TV out there that constantly plays footage of um, moose getting hit. Because fellow moose will see that and be like, okay, we get the message. We're going to stay away from cars. Uh, another story here, a, this goes to Leeds, Alabama, where a 42-year-old man was arrested after diving into a Bass Pro Shop aquarium naked, uh, according to local police. Uh, the man crashed his car, disrobed, and executed uh, executed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. It is. I was like, executed? But no, he executed a daring plunge into the store's massive aquarium on Thursday night. Uh, Leeds police official or police chief Paul Irwin said the incident left shoppers in the town 
in total disbelief. Yeah, I bet. There was photos, uh, video rather, taken by bystanders showing the man doing a cannonball uh, dive into the aquarium. And uh, Irwin noted that the man spent about five minutes in the water before officers arrived on the scene. Uh, you know, clearly this guy's going through a lot of stuff. I mean, he must be, right? He is in a bad state mentally. Um, I think it even says that later on in the article. Uh, but I have fantasized about doing this exact thing. Um, whenever I go into like a Cabela's, all I want to do is swim in the aquarium and play with the fake animal displays. I feel like there's always a part of me that wants to res- like go back to that time where I was playing with Terminator 2 and um, Ninja Turtle action figures. I just always want the opportunity to do that again. Uh, but yeah, the guy exited the water to confront the police officers and then ended up diving back into the aquarium. Uh, eventually, he climbed out um, and fell to the concrete floor below, it looks like, uh, where he knocked himself unconscious. Uh, law enforcement swiftly apprehended him and handcuffed the naked man who, when he regained consciousness, started to struggle with the officers. He was charged in the end with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, uh, assault on police, and two counts of criminal mischief and two counts of reckless endangerment. So there you go. That's the news for you. Also some news. Some people uh, were wondering, and I'm sure you were all wondering, uh, Matt, if you had COVID last week, how did you get comic books? Well, that's a great point. For brand new comic books, I didn't. So I did a special run to the comic book store today. So nerd alert, two visits to the comic book shop this week. Total, total nerd. It is Tuesday. It is January 9th. It's 4.16 in the afternoon and 29 degrees. And uh, yeah, we had a little bit of snow um, this morning and earlier and uh, just a tinge last night. Am I the only person that wants just a ton just to just to fall right on top of us? Um, you know, I'm saying that now, too, just because we haven't had that this year. Um but it is a hassle, and I know we're just going to... What's going to happen now is that I said this, it's going to be some of the worst in the next couple uh, months. So great. Thanks a lot, Matt. You, you ruined the new year. Um, but let's get into... Uh, let's do some entertainment news. So entertainment news of the week. We'll start with a random story of... Let's see here. Oh, okay, yes. So... Um, as a lot of us know, but you might not know this, Steamboat, Steamboat, <laughs> Steamboat Willie, the earliest version of Mickey Mouse, has just entered the public domain. Um, and so because of that, anybody can take that um, version of Mickey Mouse and make whatever they want with it. They can do a short film. They can do a feature film. Um, and it looks like there's going to be potential horror film franchises started from this, which will be interesting to see uh well adult swim got into the mix too and they aired a brief interstitial on january 7th so a couple days ago that featured an animation of steamboat willie thrusting onto and kissing the text that read public domain bitch 
Um, and that's what it said on there. Uh, Adult Swim is known for their wacky and zany interstitials. And so looks like they're getting into the mix with this uh, public domain from uh, Steve Boat Willie. But it's pretty crazy. And so, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, there's the possibility of not just one horror film, Steamboat Willie, but the potential of multiple, um, which I am here for. Uh, but the uh, director of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I do want to see, and it's on my list, it's on Peacock. I just haven't made it around to actually sitting down and devoting the time to, to watching it. But maybe this week because of all this kind of talk about that. But the director of that movie, uh, Reese Frake Waterfeld, did I nail that name? Um, was talking in a, about how he's kind of skeptical of the strategy that people are using of taking this public domain and making going a super extreme because going the total opposite of what we know this lovable character to be. And he was saying, I don't know if any of these movies are going to be, you know, they're going to try to make them good that getting repeated you know he was talking about steamboat willie horror projects and he says that getting repeated all the time it won't have the same kind of hit it doesn't have the same kind of longevity for what we're trying to do i personally believe the only way that this becomes sustainable for us making films is to really focus on doing a select few the ones we think are best and making them have a really high quality well yeah of course quality over quantity but i'm sure they're going to be rushing out to try to be the first version of the steamboat willie horror film you know what i mean there's got to be a race for that right i could only imagine uh well there you go and then also i thought this was kind of cool so um you know humphrey bogart made in maltese falcon uh really you know, there's been other versions of him, but really brought the Sam Spade character from Dashiell Hammett, his books, um, and really kind of made him something different. But um, coming up, there's going to be a new Sam Spade, which is Clive Owen, and AMC's six-episode crime drama, Monsoor Spade, which will premiere January 14th. That will have um, him taking over the reins as Sam Spade. And I report this because... Uh, when I found out about it, I was a little skeptical um, because of his... Well, he's great in everything that he does. Um, but there's a big but there. Um, and Murder at the End of the World, I'm going to give my full review. I finished the series. And I'm going to give my review on the uh, main show of Not Good uh, that'll premiere later today. So stay tuned for that. But everything I've heard about this show is stellar reviews, great acting, and that it's one that you don't want to miss. So, all right, I won't miss it. It is Wednesday, January 10th. It is 23 degrees. Welcome, Brett. Welcome, Clark. Do you know where your children are? Do you know where your children are? <laughs> uh, gentlemen, how have you been? How, how how were the holidays? I got sick. I got the old case of Christmas COVID, so I didn't get to see you for New Year's. Isn't right. that back-to-back Christmas COVID? Yeah. Yep. I had it last what year. What are you doing? 
I guess I can't lick doorknobs as much as I love and need to. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Instead of like the that horrible candy that's like a button on a piece of paper, it was just COVID and you <laughs> ate it off of the paper. They have little COVID candies. Yeah. yeah. That's how they that's how they spread it out. That's a good idea. <laughs> Is that uh, how it spread originally? Yeah, exactly. Put it in candy packages. Um, Brett, what did you uh, get into over the holidays? What did you guys do for New Year's? We went down to the Ice House. Ooh. Or Ice House. The old mini app. Yeah. Saw cool. a solid goal. Yeah, there was no fishing. Yeah. What kind of fucking Ice House is that? <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> That's our show. It took me a while for it to like sink into my brain, yeah. the joke. It was so bad. called the Ice House? Because uh, they serve fish. And they shot grumpy old men there. Yeah. In that building? Yep. What was the building at the time? No, they didn't shoot. Oh. It was the whole movie was shot there. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, you know, I don't think anything was shot in Minnesota. Maybe like there's a couple of I think they exterior shot, shots. No, they shot no, Malax. No, I thought a lot of it was filmed somewhere else. I thought all the actual ice fishing was Malax. Oh, maybe. I could be wrong. It's yeah. kind of like that thing they did. But that is an exterior shot. I mean, like interior shots. and Right. Yeah, that's true. They could have. Like when you go inside Walter Matthau, that was shot. On a Burbank soundstage. Yeah, stage. That, was <laughs> <laughs> that was in a Burbank doctor's office. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so cool. So you did that. Mm. Any uh, anything crazy pop out? Like weird shenanigans? Any getting you rob anybody? Yeah, bro, you whipped it out, right? Yeah, I went streaking at midnight. Nice. It was fun. That's but how you always celebrate. Brett was amazed because when yeah. we left, they had put all these lights in the trees. Along whatever road it is, Nicola, like, look Nicola. at this! Oh my god, Brett loved it. Brett loved it. He's yeah. like a little kid. It was kid. pretty festive. It was pretty lit up. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love lights. Like if you put lights anywhere, I can just yeah. yeah and these out. aren't even yeah. really Christmas specific. They're white, so you could okay. leave them up theoretically all year. There you go. Hmm. My parents do that. They uh, do the Christmas lights. They put them up during Christmas. Yeah, and they're the colored ones, and then they flip it to white ones. So. No, they're just the white ones, white icicles. Oh. But then they go, okay, now right after Christmas. Now they're festive party lights, so we're not going to change them. But for all the rest of the year, we're going to call them the festive party lights, so we don't have to. They're take up them in down June right. in their icicles. Yeah, yep, <laughs> they are all year round. Uh, well, so let's do one quick story before we get the uh, the main show cooking. Yeah, uh, let's start with um, you know every once in a while. So I'll I'll scour the internet for stories, and there'll be uh, one that'll pop out that's like, okay, this is definitely a Clark story. Yeah, that's like usually something with like a chef or some kind of food related or whatever. Then with bread. Oh, and that actually reminds me too. When someone says to you like, you know, oh, what kind of veggie vegetable do you want? I usually always go to, ooh, potatoes. Does that count as like a as a veggie like a healthy veggie? Probably not, right? I don't know. Usually, you get a potato. Like if you go to like a steak, buy a steak, you get a potato and another vegetable, right? And it's not going to be a starch. Yeah. Because I'll, whenever given the option of like, Everyone you want to potatoes. Potatoes are In fact, great. my dad told me once he's read something that like 90% of people, when they buy like a meal mm-hmm. and they put it in front of you, the first thing they go to is their potato. I do. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. So there must be some validity to that percentage. Wow. I love it. Love a good potato. Right. Wow. You, you a potato man? Yeah. Well, so uh, this story has nothing to do with potatoes. Okay. But what it is? is more of a Brett story to me. It's oh. popped out as a Brett story because what? a guy in New Jersey, 41-year-old man named James Leonard, has finally been caught. Two first names. That's true. So technically not a real person, <laughs> right? 
we shouldn't count him as a real person, real feelings, anything like that. Uh, but James Leonard has been caught after passing fake bills at convenience stores since last September. Wow. Now, Brett, you do this quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't do that. But the part You're that is, counterfeit. is apparently he'd intentionally go during busy times so cashiers didn't have time to scrutinize the bills. Um, what denomination? Yeah, you got to use like 20 or less. You yeah. can't use a 50. He said he was passing multiple 50s and 100s, which is probably... He's got like the watermark. Like 50s and 100s have watermarks and stuff. That Good well, luck faking that. Well, that's probably why he got caught. I mean, I'm almost sure of it. And, and they have the marker that... Right, contest yeah, it. it would, yeah. It's clear if it's real. Brett, you work in the um, customer service industry for how long you did. Did you ever come across fake bills? I think I did, but it was too late. Like the person had left. Oh. So, do you remember what size bill it was? I think I actually. I don't think I took it. Someone, yeah, because I I got an email saying someone took a fake hundred, oh, and it shit. wasn't me. Okay, so yeah, but you I just, don't think I. But you just kind of admitted that you did do it. So is that the truth right. coming out right here? <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. You, did you know, take funny. My dad Sorry, told me Steven. a story about this woman who uh, a friend of his that someone like fake printed a fake hundred dollar bill like as a joke mm-hmm. and she thought it was real because it was folded and sitting on the table or something and she went to use it at a, at a restaurant without looking at it and then they brought it back like man this is not real money oh <laughs> and she was with like her friends so Jeez. yeah i mean i had those fake hundreds that look really good yeah. well that's why i bring this up so yeah and i've used those so um <laughs> yeah so this guy was caught and the bank wasn't fooled like some of the stores might have been full, but the bank was not. Um, and it took a long time to actually pin it on this guy specifically and then catch him in the act. But hmm. the bills were specifically designed for movie sets. Oh. So they do look a lot like actual currency, but they say for motion picture only. Now, those are the exact bills you had, Brett, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Where did you get yours? Mine I got from I used to work events down in Austin for a photo booth company. And... That's where I got them from. We had an event that needed fake money, and our my pr- product guy or producer, like who produced the events, mm-hmm. got those. Wow! So I don't know where he got them, but yeah. so true or false? Did you give slappers a bunch of money using this trick? True, true, yes. <laughs> and true or false? You gave this guy Leonard James, James Leonard, the fake money as well. Nimoy. Yes. <laughs> James Leonard Clark, Matt, Brett. Yeah. That's the real name. That's the guy we're reading from. That's right? a mouthful. James Leonard. James Leonard. Yeah, that's his cousin. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he tried to pass multiple fifties and hundred dollar bills before he got caught. Um, let me ask you this, Brett, let's say if you try, or you Clark, if you tried using that money and they took it, would you be like, ah, no, I'm just kidding. Or would you go along with it? Well, that's what, with those fakes I have, I give them, I will gift them to people as a joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had to warn them and be like, oh, this is not, this is not real. I remember my hairstylist, she like. Thought they were real. She bought. Oh it. man, that's yeah. so mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I I'm not mean enough to try to use that. Even if I was, this is a joke. I'll pay. Right, I would do it. Yeah, I'd cave right away. So, were you outside of the store, and then like you you came back and said, "No, I'm just kidding." Had you gotten far when you gave her the money, the hairstylist, or? Yeah, because she texted and she was like, "Oh, thank you so." Because it was like, it was like <laughs> you were already outside. Oh my god, yeah. so bad. It was like part of the tip. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> She was already thinking about what bill she's going to pay yeah, off with yeah. it. And I'm close friends with her, so it's a, I wouldn't do it to like a, a, a Randall. Let's just say Brett never had her cut his hair again. Again. Yeah. Well, all right. Should we do the actual show? Slow fade. Ooh, we're doing a little dissolve. 
It is Thursday, December, December, <laughs> off to a great start, uh, Thursday, January 11th, and it is 6.39 in the p.m., and it is also 10 degrees, so there you go, nice and toasty for you. Welcome back to the weekly review, and today we'll do TV reviews. Uh, we did the live um, show with Brenton Clark last night. Um, and the live stream is up on Twitch. If you want to check that out, feel free to do so. Um, and it's so funny. A lot of times there's leftover stories that we didn't cover. And so this is a couple of those, a few of those for the TV reviews section. One being is The Curse. Very much, I kind of was very hesitant with that TV show when it started. Benny Safdie as the writer, um, director, star of it. Uh, Nathan Fielder also is a star of the show and directed a couple episodes. Um, Emma Stone is in it and is amazing. I feel like Emma Stone, this is her her time and her year, and she's just so good in every single scene of the show. Uh, but the finale is coming up this weekend, so the 10th and final episode of the show. I don't know if it's going to get picked up or if they have intended it to be just a limited series all along, which could be the case. It definitely would work as that. But uh, excited to see how it all kind of turns out. So that'll happen, uh, yeah, this weekend. Um, and all in all, so far, like, I'll give it a get. It's the cringiest show you've ever seen where you're like, oh, okay, well, they won't, you know, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm only amped up by, oh, I don't know, a million to be to be safe. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how intense it gets. It really builds up this tension. Uh, but uh, definitely check that one out. Um, big fan of that. Um, also, uh, the new Marvel TV show. So I've been a critic and sometimes a harsh critic of Marvel TV shows and just Marvel in general. I prefer DC. I've made no bones about that. I've said that ad nauseum if you listen to the show. Uh, so I apologize for repeating myself, but that's just how it is. Uh, but Echo is a TV show that all the episodes dropped... Uh, on Tuesday, um, and it is a spinoff of Hawkeye, which Hawkeye I actually really liked too with Jeremy Renner. Um, and it's really good. So it's a spinoff of the series Hawkeye, and it sees Maya Lopez return to her hometown where she must come to terms with her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace her family and community. Um, and it's great. It's five episodes. I am over halfway done. I'm on episode four. And really solid show. Really great cast of characters that you're just hanging out with. And some good cameos, of course. You know you're going to get a ton of good cameos from a Marvel show. So you know that's coming to you. But yeah, I uh, can recommend this Marvel TV show, Echo. I give that a good. Good or not good, good. Uh, and then from there, a new comedy special that came out is uh, Pete Davidson's Turbo Fonzarelli is the name of it. Um, and listen, I don't, you know... There's a lot of people that bash him, um, but there are a lot of supporters for him too. And I do think he can be very funny. I think he was funny on Saturday Night Live. And I think he's a funny and good actor. Like I did like King of Staten Island. Um, and I like his TV show. So that being said, this special, you know, there's times when, you know, I can obviously tell he's trying to be very edgy. And, you know, some of the stuff just like for me is not as edgy as like some of the, and you know, it's, I know it's wrong to compare to other comedians, but I'm like, oh yeah, like I've seen way edgier stuff with, 
you know, Sam Kinison or George Carlin or, you know, and those are obviously the great. So it's hard to compare somebody to like the greatest comedians of all time. And I get that. But this, like, you know, the one of the things there's an article that I just read, too, about how people were upset about one of the jokes where they, you know, they were saying that Pete Davidson might have really confessed the truth when he said that he went to Aretha Franklin's funeral and they did so high on ketamine. Yeah, apparently, apparently Pete went up to some of her family members and said that he was just there to pay his R-E-S-P-E-C-T's. Um, and some people, you know, the article is just saying, yeah, it's probably not true. Personally, I don't think you should look at a comedian's act as like, this is truth. No, it's a, it's an act. That's why they call it that. Um, but all in all, I'm going to give Pete Davidson's new comedy special of Turbo Funds Rally not good. Right, it is Friday. It is January twelfth. Happy Friday, everyone! It is one nineteen in the afternoon, and it is eleven degrees. It's supposed to be snowing. If you're in the uh, Minneapolis area, we're recording live from a bunker nearby Lake Bidet, Makaska. Um, but yeah, apparently it's supposed to kind of start doing some small flurries and accumulate up to uh, six, three to six inches, allegedly. Uh, so we'll see what we actually get, but that's good. Um, there's a lot of people, the news have been talking about it a lot too. A lot of the winter sports enthusiasts haven't been able to really enjoy and partake this season because we just haven't had any snow and we haven't had a lot of cold weather, but we're getting both this weekend. So there you go. That's good. Um, today, as it is Friday, let's, uh, let's do movies. Let's do some movie reviews. Got a brand new one for you. That's out this weekend, and I went and saw it last night. It's called The Beekeeper, and that's with Jason Statham, um, who's awesome. And he's one of those guys that I remember when I was a kid, kind of growing up, and I remember really liking him in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then Snatch. And I remember him being in those Guy Ritchie movies and not really being huge over here yet and doing uh, you know a lot of films in the States. And so I remember he always felt like my guy, kind of like, oh, yeah, I know this actor that a lot of people don't know. And he's so great. And I was recognizing him in other things. And now, you know, he's in Expendables. He's in The Meg. He's in all these movies um, and uh, and the Fast and the Furious movies. And so it's kind of cool. And so this movie, he's he's done a lot of straight to video movies. And this kind of feels like that a little bit. They say January is the time when they release the movies that they know aren't going to perform well in the summers or, you know, they're not Oscar bait material. And this is just kind of a dumb, fun action revenge movie. It's it's really great. <laughs> and now I went in with super low expectations. So, you know, I, uh, I'd say really do that, too, if you go see this, per, you know, just a Pretend and imagine in your mind you're going to see the worst thing that you've ever seen so that then anything you see will just rise in estimation. Um, but it is even not, even if you're just expecting a good time, you're going to get a good time out of this movie. It is, it's got, uh, so it's directed by David Ayer, who's done a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, we're supposed to get the Ayer cut of the first Suicide Squad, right? That's supposed to be way better than the one that was released. And that, which I like that one. I am a, uh, 
um, Suicide Squad enthusiast, the original, the OG. Uh, but this, uh, as I said, has Jason Statham, who's just, you know, there's times when I feel like there's a few stretches in the movie that's like goes 20 minutes without him being in it. But when he is in it, it is this hardcore action scenes, and it's great. So that's awesome. Uh, Jeremy Irons, as a bad guy in it, delivers some amazing speeches. Uh, Josh Hutcherson is awesome in this as well. Uh, He's having quite the year with that and then uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. But he plays a great villain in this one as well. Uh, Minnie Driver shows up, I think, for only one scene, but it's great seeing her again. I was like, what? Even, it looks like they're they all signed on just to have fun with this and like Jeremy Irons delivering his speeches I feel like you can tell he's having fun just kind of digging in and doing this this isn't just for a paycheck uh, so I'm giving beekeeper a good check it out um, and then uh, also too I saw this was in the theaters but then um, they released it on peacock which is the holdovers and the holdovers is a Christmas comedy drama film they say and uh directed by and written by well directed by alexander payne who did sideways and a bunch of good movies and written by david hemmingson um so really good uh it's got paul giamatti um just excellent excellent flick and that too is like it's a great kind of in between christmas and new year's movie um, so another good holiday movie to add to the list, but I love it. So there you go. Holdovers. That's a good two movies, two goods on not good. And thank you for checking out another edition of the weekly show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be, we'll be back next week and later today, even too, with a brand new episode of not good. Um, so there you go. Check that out and, uh, I'll let you know if we do a weekly show next week, but, uh, until then, Uh, Special thanks to Nalo and the Unis for music, and we'll see you guys in a week. I love you.